0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Fishing for Men with Mac show. Good morning uh, or good evening, whichever time of the day that you are listening to this. Welcome as always. It's good to have you here. Or shall I say it's good to have your ear. Uh, I had a wonderful opportunity this past weekend To have a chat with a a lady a very intelligent lady a doctor she's got a phd degree and i had a chat with her about god and she unashamedly professed to be an atheist now that really excited me i love uh, situations like that we've got intelligent people and then you ask them this question about god and then to listen to what the reasons are that they give so this conversation with her made me really um, think about this question Why do some people not believe in God? Now, that is the topic of this episode. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you a short advertisement just now about upcoming podcasts. And then I'm going to tell you briefly about my conversation with this lady. And then we're going to get into the grit. And I'm going to provide nine reasons. Okay. People give me. As I teach people about Christ, um, as to why they don't believe in God, and then I'm going to say a few things just about that. But before I move on, um, let me introduce you quickly to this uh, 11-week podcast series that I'm going to start from next week. Um, you know, I found I came across this video on YouTube of this dude, um, and the the video is entitled "This 22 Reasons to Stop Believing in God." So what I'm going to do is I'm going to deal with two of those reasons every week for 11 weeks, 22 reasons to stop believing in God. Um, I've uploaded the audio for you. It's just three minutes long, and I hope it will excite you to join me on the show as I deal with these objections per episode. So to whet your appetite, here is the, the, the video in audio form. And this is what the guy says. 22 reasons why it's a good idea not to believe in God
1: anymore. If God knows everything we're gonna do in the future, then we don't have free will. But we do. If God doesn't know everything we're gonna do in the future, then he's not really omniscient. God couldn't stop a murder when there were only four people on Earth. If we're supposed to be God's special creatures, then the universe is full of a lot of wasted space. Myths of a great flood and a virgin birth were around long before Jesus came around. Maybe those are just elements of an interesting story. Virgins can't get pregnant. Not without modern medicine, anyway. Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin? Christian. Barney Frank? Not a Christian. God seems to agree with you about everything. Isn't that a coincidence? And isn't it also a coincidence that God seems to agree with all those Christians who also disagree with you? If you ever wrote a book with that many contradictions in it, your publishers would have to pull it from the shelves. If God made us in his image, why do we have vestigial body parts and organs that often fail? 99.9% of all the species God ever supposedly created are extinct. How many do-overs does God need? God doesn't exist because I said so. What? You don't like that reason? Because that's the same reason a lot of parents and pastors give to children to convince them God does exist. The Holocaust The proof people give for why God exists is so often based on their personal experiences, you know? uh, God spoke to them. They feel God. They just know God exists. It's the sort of proof we would never take seriously if it were applied anywhere else. Too many of God's followers using Bible verses to support their beliefs have made life worse for other people. No matter what Ray Comfort says, God didn't create bananas to look like this. They evolved this way without God's help. Every time science and religion go head-to-head, science wins. You don't need God to be a good person. Just cut out the middleman. People have been saying Jesus is coming back during their lifetime for many, many, many lifetimes. He's not coming back. Time to move on. God works in mysterious ways is typically a euphemism for stop asking hard questions. Between tornadoes in Oklahoma, droughts in Texas, and hurricanes in Alabama, there sure are a lot of natural disasters in the places that God supposedly loves. You were made in God's image. Except for your foreskin, apparently. You need to cut that off.
0: So please join me on those episodes uh, as I respond to the claims that this gentleman makes. And remember, just remember, this show fears no questions. Uh, we have to face the hard facts and the hard questions that people have. Um, and so, if you know of anyone who has any of these objections that you heard this guy talk about, then please send them along. This these these podcasts. Um, and so, I will in the description of every podcast I will list the objections that i'm going to be dealing with in that specific day but anyways for today let's talk about my chat with this phd lady she was very confident about her worldview. she didn't believe in god at all and i was very curious to find out what her basis was for her position so when when I asked her, she said things like, you know, Christianity doesn't adequately answer my questions and so I started to ask her about truth. Does she believe that there is such a thing as absolute truth? And 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 she, she actually confessed, she said she doesn't she doesn't like that question at all. Um because many atheists they sort of have the idea that truth is what you make it to be. So so truth is very subjective and it's relative. Um, There's no such thing as objective truth. And so she struggled with that question. She, She couldn't give me an answer for that. But so I asked her the four worldview questions. And for those of you who've never heard this, I'm just going to repeat it quickly. And that's origin. Where do I come from? It's meaning. Why do I exist? It's morality. How do I determine what's good or bad? And destiny. Where am I going? All right, so you see, the reason why I asked her those questions is because if Christianity doesn't answer her questions, I wanted to know then how her atheism answers my questions and those four questions. I wanted to know how does she deal with those four questions and I actually felt bad because I could immediately see as I was presenting these questions that she was struggling with them and and to be honest, she couldn't even answer one of them adequately these are the in question important questions of life where do i come from why do i exist how do i determine between good and bad and and lastly where am i going All right so it was it was a very interesting conversation with her and that and so i could see that reasoning or rationality wasn't really the reason why she didn't believe in god because then she would have had adequate answers for those questions but she didn't have so I wanted to know what what is it then why do you reject Christianity why do you reject the God of uh, Christianity and I found nine reasons um, generally that people have uh, that people give me as to why they don't uh, believe in God so I'm going to talk about that now Um, and I just want to say something before I go into that is the following that people generally don't believe because they don't want to believe I would say 90 percent of people don't believe in God because they don't want to believe in God. Um, and it's important to know that uh, some Christians believe in God because they want to as well. If you ask a Christian, why are you a Christian? They actually can't give you a reason. It's, it's like they just want to. Now, I, I think we should have better reasons than that. If you're a Christian, you should have really solid reasons uh, why you believe in the Christian God. So the following nine reasons, let me just say this, are from a Christian perspective. It's about why people don't want to believe in the Christian God. Now, I believe Christians who do believe in God need to be able to give people good reasons as well why they believe in the Christian God. And similarly, I believe if you're an atheist, then you have to give good reasons as to why you are an atheist. So nine reasons of coming up. Eight of them are, shall we say, intellectual reasons. Um, And they sort of, um, you know... It's not really the reason. The last, the last point we're going to deal with, the ninth reason, is actually the, the majority of the time it's the reason why people don't want to believe in God. And they use these other eight reasons as excuses as to why they don't want to believe in God. So let's look at the first one. Number one, uh, it's irrational. People don't want to believe in God because it's I- an irrational idea. Firstly, they would say, if you can't see or touch something, then it isn't real. You can't see or touch God, so He isn't real. Uh, So, if you believe in God, it's like believing in fairies or believing in mermaids or believing in the Loch Ness monster. Uh, And people who believe in things that they've never seen or touched, um, they are irrational. They are delusional. They are hallucinating. Secondly, people would say, how can a rational person believe? the story of Noah, for example, that there was a global flood and this guy built this big boat and all the animals climbed into the boat. I mean, it's ridic- ridiculous, right? How can how can you believe that a donkey spoke to Balaam? The Bible talks about that story. How can you believe that the world was spoken into existence by God? I mean, and, and how, how can you believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? I mean, have, have you been around the planet lately? Um, people generally give birth because they had you know they were impregnated um so virgins can't give birth right okay so so i think these are these are some valid claims that people have you know i I would respond you know i'm going to respond deeper in upcoming series but just from these are the first thoughts that come to my mind and you know i'm sure that you can go play with this in your mind as well and get some ideas but the argument assumes nothing exists that you can't touch Okay, so if you're saying it's irrational to believe in God because you can't touch him, um, then you have to prove that there's nothing that exists um, or that everything that exists can be touched. Um, So if I can't see it or touch it, then it isn't real. Well, you would then have to argue that love also doesn't exist because you can't touch it or see it. And yet most human beings on the planet would say um, love exists. So... It's not really a good argument. Secondly, what about the crazy Bible events? i would give a few responses to that. Just because you have never seen it, doesn't mean it isn't possible. You've never seen a donkey speak. It doesn't mean that it's never happened. All right. Nobody can disprove these things happened or didn't happen. And once again, it brings you back to faith. Do you believe they happen or do Or they didn't happen if you don't believe in God then you probably believe in evolution most people who are atheists they believe in evolution and that is you know it basically comes down to that we are just animals we we are we come here we we exist because of random processes nobody designed us it was just you know Darwinian theory Um, and to be honest with you that's also quite magical and quite unbelievable because the theory states that from nothing came something okay From non-living material came life, from unintelligible material came intelligence. So I hope that you get that from sand or particles somewhere floating in space came something. Uh, well, first there was nothing, and then this particle existed, and then that particle, which is material, came to life, became a living, breathing being, and from that became, came intelligence. Now, that is one miraculous, magical story. So you just you need just about the same type of faith to believe in evolution, even more faith than to believe in God, because there's more evidence for God. So uh, evolution itself is also quite irrational, especially when you look at how it all came into being. But the kicker is this. Life with God is rational. Life without God is irrational. And con- conversing with this very intelligent lady actually proved that. He was a person with great intellect, but she couldn't answer the four most basic questions of life. Okay, Atheism can't answer the four most important questions of life. So the question then comes back again. I mean, who, which is the one that's irrational? Here's the difference. People who don't believe in God, they don't want to acknowledge the supernatural. They don't want to acknowledge that there's something that's not material. All right, But they can't even explain the material. So in, in reality, they are materialists. The truth is that there are many things in our world that exist that we can't touch. And love is one of those things, as I've already spoken about. But in any case, let's go to number two. This is a great objection that people have. The Bible is fake. That's number two. The Bible is fake. People have a field day with the Bible. They would say things like it contradicts itself, it contradicts science, it is full of myths, miracles are not real, you can't heal blind people for crying in a bucket, you can't do it. It's these stories have been made up. Okay, you can't trust the Bible. Um, there's lots of stuff to say here, but let me just say a few things. In a very small percentage, let's just talk about the the contradictions in the Bible. In a there's a very small percentage of cases where certain scriptures seem to contradict each other. But if you look closer and you inspect the context, you clearly see a dozen that it was written for a specific meaning and a specific purpose. Now, um, the problem is that a lot of people who point out contradictions in the Bible, they don't they forget the 98% of the Bible that does not contradict. And they go to the 2% or the 1% of verses that could be um, interpreted as contradictory, when in reality it's not. And they don't investigate it deeper. Um, to understand why it has been written like that, um, the second thing is that the Bible does not contradict science at all. The Bible does not stand in opposition to science. In actual fact, the Bible isn't there to oppose science. It's like people like put the two against each other, like science versus Bible. No. Uh, The Bible is not a scientific book. It's not a blueprint for scientific reality. It is a book that does contain some forms of science, um, by the way. But the main purpose why the book was written is not to give us a scientific explanation of the universe. It is written to tell us about God. It's a love letter from God, our relationship with him. Okay, the Bible existed before science. So there are some things in the Bible that science is still catching up with. Okay, before science existed, the Bible already spoke about things science discovered only later. Here are five things, just five examples. For example, the earth is round. The Bible said that long before they discovered the earth is round. Air has weight. The Bible said that long before science discovered it. There are mountains under the sea. Now, for crying in a bucket, uh, a text that's 4,000 years old. How could that text tell tell us that there are mountains under the sea? Something that was only recently discovered with modern technology okay blood is the source of life thousands of years old um the earth is held in place by gravitational forces okay it hangs suspended in the air the bible says okay so um yeah let's leave it there but we need to just remember i just want to reiterate this the bible is not a scientific book it is a love letter from god the origin of life can't be proven okay so the existence of God cannot be excluded. Nobody was there when everything started. So you can't say God doesn't exist because you, you point back to, to the beginning of everything. Um, you need just as much faith to believe in evolution as to believe in God when it comes to the origin of the the existence that we have. If there is a God that created the world, then it will be quite easy for him to manipulate the laws of nature as he pleases. Science also cannot disprove miracles because it is based on the assumption that everything measures always the same everywhere. But I think that I will deal with in another podcast. And, you know, the people wrote down these stories and believed these stories for centuries. I mean, Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said to them and said to the church, look, there are more than 500 people. And they acknowledged that more than 500 people saw Jesus after he had risen from the dead. Now, all of those people, um, were they all hallucinating at the same time? More than 500 people? Uh, We know that people do hallucinate, but you never find group hallucination unless they all took the same drugs or something. Either it really happened or uh, they all had to take drugs and be told the same story to sort of hallucinate the same thing. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Okay, point number three. um, Too many unanswered questions. That was um, this lady that I spoke to. That was one of her objections. Too many unanswered questions. Um, Have let me let me ask this question. Have have you really tried to find the answers? Have you read the Bible for yourself? Most of the people that I that I meet with and they say, Well, there's too many questions that are unanswered. You go, you go look at them and you see that they, they've actually not really gone looking for the answers. They didn't give God a fair chance to explain some of the questions that they have. And that's also unfair. That's not objective. That's you've already decided you don't want to believe. Um, but here's a, here's a short clip from Dinesh De Souza which I really like. I like his explanation. Listen to this.
1: If I'm dating a girl uh, after a year, I'm trying to decide if I should propose. I put in all the data I know. But if I were to ask myself, well, what is life going to be like with this woman for the next 50 years? I don't know. I can say I'll be an agnostic. I'll wait for the data to come in. But if I keep
0: waiting, she'll marry someone else or we'll both be dead. I think it is so funny. Did you know everything about your wife before you married her? The Christian faith answers enough of the important questions for us to come to a point and say, I want to believe in you. Maybe the issue is not that our questions aren't answered. Maybe the question is just that we don't like the answers. We don't like the answers. That's the problem. And we're going to deal with that in the the final point. Okay, number four. And this is, this is also a cool and very important thing to just talk about. I do not need God to live a happy life. Uh, I am happy without God. I am a good person without God. I don't need God. He is irrelevant to my life. And I would say, sure. Do many people, I think for many people that is true. And many people think that's true. Now, I've, I'm of the opinion and understanding based on my faith and based on what I read in the text, for example. And what, what, is, um, what is real in my life and what I see is real in other people's lives. So, I look at what the scriptures say, saying. Then I look at what people experience and I see, ah, it's truth. Okay, so here's the truth. Ecclesiastes says, God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. And then I look at people, they do everything they can not to die. Why would they do that? If they, if they were just, you know, so, so here's, here's the thing. It's built into us to live forever. We want to live forever. We know that death feels unnatural, all right. So we, there's, a, there's a desire within each one of us, whether you deny it or not, to live forever, and that's a godly desire, okay. But let's say uh, that is, that the objection is true. I don't need God in my life. I'm, I disagree with that. I believe all of us actually need God in our lives. But let's say it, it's true that we don't need God in our lives. Um, let me use an illustration. Maybe you have parents still around, but you don't need their money or anything. Just think for a moment. You've, you've still got your parents around, but you don't need them. Okay? Do they cease being your parents? Just because you don't need your parents doesn't mean they didn't bring you into the world through love. All right. Similarly, just because you don't need God doesn't mean that he didn't create you. And that he actually wants just a relationship with you, maybe just in final. Um, yes, you might not need God in this life, but you will. You will need him when you die, and you will die, and each one of us will die. So it's a it's a little bit shaky to say that you don't need God. And you know, I would beg to differ if I look at the content of your life, because um, usually. there there arises some discrepancies in people's lives who who actually don't know God. But let's go on to point number five. Um, I have had bad experiences with organized religion. That is a, a big one, right? The church. I despise the church. The church is always looking for money. The JWs keep knocking on my door. They're weird and irritating. And what about the Crusades? How many people have died because of religious institutions? Or look at all the divided churches around every corner. There's a different church and they're fighting with each other. And they're having debates. 34,000 different denominations across the world. Millions of churches. Um and you know what, I would say to that objection, yeah, I get that. It annoys me too. My response would be, well, that's not a good reason. If churches are a mess, then God must be too. Right? Wrong. Okay? It's like me saying, America is a terrible nation, it's a terrible place. Don't ever go there in your life. Okay? And people ask me, why? Be, you know, because I've met 10 Americans. OK, well, I met one or I met a 100 Americans. And so um, if they were terrible, then the whole of America is terrible. I've never lived in America. That doesn't matter. But 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 look at these guys. I I, I don't I don't want to go live in America because these guys are terrible. Um, do you get what I'm trying to say? I mean, people are critiquing the God of the universe based on what people do in the institutions. And I, I don't think that's a fair judgment. Uh, All right, and and that actually takes us into point number six. Um, I've had bad experiences with Christians. Uh, They are Christians, but look at what they do. They're a bunch of hypocrites. And if that's what Christians do, then I don't want any part of it. I don't want anything to do with them. Um, Well, my response would be, uh, Christianity is not about trying to be like Christians. Uh, Christianity is about following Jesus. Even Christians have had bad experiences with Christians, but they don't stop believing in God because they know that God isn't like most Christians. And I've got to agree, there are some bad Christians out there. Okay, There are some horrible hypocrites uh, in this world, people who follow the name of Jesus but never do what he says. Um, But we shouldn't use bad people as an identity marker for God. I think that's an unfair judgment. All right, number seven, I've had bad experiences with life. I've really been hurt in life. If God is good and love, why did he not stop these bad things to happen in my life? You know what? I get that. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have all the answers for that. I can, I can systematically start at one point and and, and point out things that the Bible says about it. But, you know, I'm not God. The problem of evil is a problem. The problem of pain is a, a problem. Evil and suffering doesn't, I'd like to say that evil and suffering doesn't make sense unless God is in the picture. God reveals why evil exists. So if there's no God, let's say we evolved, We can't explain evil. We don't know where it comes from. We don't know where pain comes from. So your pain is absolutely meaningless. And you're never going to be healed of that pain. And you're never going to know why you had that pain. And you will never be repaid for the injustices that came in your life. But when you believe in God and you look at his picture of reality, then God will vindicate us of all the pain we experience in this life. Without God, our pain is no reason and the people who hurt us won't pay for what they've done. And the pain we have endured innocently will be richly rewarded. So I would actually flip the coin and say, I can't be an atheist because I've had too many bad experiences in life. I've, had, I've been hurt too many times and atheism cannot explain to me evil. And atheism can't solve the problem of evil. And atheism can't bring about justice. In this world, there needs to be a higher power that can see what is done and can bring all things back to fairness at the end of time. And number eight, here we go. God hasn't shown himself to me. God hasn't shown himself to me. Well, have you asked him to reveal himself? Do you expect God to just jump out of the bush and reveal himself to you? You see, the God of the Bible says, seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I think this is where the problem comes in. People say, I'll believe in God when He shows Himself to me, but in reality, you actually don't really care whether you see Him or not. When and but I've I've got to like sort of also just say, well, when lost have you looked at nature? I mean if you if you look at nature and the stuff that has been made, you'll be blown away. I think God has actually revealed Himself. Are you sure you haven't seen Him? When last did you take a breath? You can't even breathe on your own. The name of god is spelled like this y-h-w-h yahweh and you pronounce it like this yahweh and it's specifically written like that because it's breathing yahweh that's how you say god's name he is the breath of life just breathing you say god's name he's in us he's around us he's in everything We can't deny that God exists if we actually rationally look at our lives. Reason number nine. This is the big, this is the real reason why people actually don't want to believe in God. It's because they want to be their own God. They don't want to change. They don't want to be held accountable. They don't want ultimate authority. They don't want to listen to God. People love this idea. You are not the boss of me. And go look at the consequences of that mentality. The consequences of not subscribing to to the manual that God has given us on how to live life is a broken depraved sick greedy world and that's irrational in itself we create laws in our countries yet we are upset if God creates laws for us God created laws that we find in nature but when it comes to morality we want to do what we want because we want to be gods ourselves let me conclude with a question this is a very good question that you can ask somebody who is discussing with you the existence of God. Somebody who is an atheist. Asking this question. If Christianity is true, would you be a Christian? And that would reveal the real issue for you. If Christianity was true, if I could look at all these eight points, okay, and and prove to you that God exists, would you still be a Christian? And people, if they are honest, would say, most of the time, people would be honest and say, no. Because the real issue is not the evidence. It's not the rationality. The real problem is they want to be their own gods. Cheers, guys. I will see you in the upcoming series. Have a super day.